Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Colin. And I'm Caleb. This week, we keep things under an hour. Minnesota United keep themselves under the playoff line. And Zlatan has to be under the influence, right? I mean, he has to be. <laughs> no one no one is that good. No one is that good. We've been going over the last few episodes, our usual one-hour runtime. So I'm going to keep the intro very quick this time. I want single or two-word answers. Favorite LaCroix flavor? Garbage. They're all garbage. That's yeah. three words, and you're disqualified. No points for you. Um, um, Pomplamoose, because that's the only one I can think of. There's I a Pomplamoose flavor? That's... The one that like all the teens are fans of. Wow. It's like, I guess I'm too old for that stuff. I'm just gonna. Say I, I mean, the fact that you're into prequel memes and yet you don't know pomp memes, kind of does show your age. It does really does. My favorite's mango, for the record. And speaking of which, I have a account called at mnufc prequel m because. Memes was too long for the Twitter username. You should go all go subscribe, and uh, I'll tell you about the tragedy of Dark Plagius. Anyway, we should move on now to talking about Minnesota United in a segment that we call United Passions. Our sport has a bright future ahead. In United Passions, we talk about the United we're most passionate about, Minnesota United FC. Yeah, this week, uh, Minnesota 5, LAFC 1, a great game by... Uh, Minnesota just three five two has worked in just so smoothly and just everything um, went well. What? Notch, do we want to tell him that was last week? Yeah, buddy. I no. mean, we already talked about that game. I mean, I would though welcome an opportunity to talk about it again instead of the shit show that we witnessed primarily last Saturday night because of the very end of the highlights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Very weirdly, if you watch the highlights on. MLS soccer of, of, Minnesota, of Minnesota versus, versus Yeah, it ends with um, Tintero lying on the ground, rubbing his groin with a very large bulge in in that general area. Caleb has a Caleb has a new desktop wallpaper. Basically, <laughs> that's yes. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Well, we should get on with talking about Vancouver and Minnesota United so we can move past that bitter pill to all the <laughs> other fun stuff going on in MLS. Alfonso Davies finalizing his transfer to Bayern Munich pretty much right after we recorded and then justifying his transfer to Bayern Munich on Saturday against Minnesota United uh, with a command performance. Yeah, two goals, two assists, made... Multiple Minnesota players with like traffic cones wearing gray jerseys out there. It was almost beautiful and how terrible it was for Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, you could watch this game two ways. One is, wow, this is a train wreck of a defense. Or, wow, Alfonso Davies is the real deal and he's incredible. So, I, I choose to watch it the same. No, wait, I can't do that. I, I watched it both ways. Yeah, porque no los dos. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I'm glad you also did not take the low-hanging fruit with the joke there. But anyway, uh, Minnesota United's defense on the first goal getting completely shredded. Rasmus Schuller misses a tackle. Colin Warner, for some reason, thinks that the best way to throw somebody off his rhythm would be to uh, turn their back to him. 
Michael Boxel and Francisco Calvo fail to step up for a tackle. Eric Miller fails to push him outside. Francisco Calvo uh, leaps up into the air with his legs spread wide open. It was a good run by Reyna. Yeah, the rinse and repeat for 90 more minutes. Uh, I enjoy, particularly enjoyed the part where Brent Coleman was left to deal with Alfonso Davies and Kai Kamara on his own. That was fantastic. I, I, for one, was a huge fan of the guy that tweeted me after I said that the best that Minnesota can do is two dudes from Woodbury and was, like, livid about it and then proceeded to delete his tweet at, like, 4 a.m., I, you know, I, I saw your tweet and I thought that was really unfair because I don't think the best of... Brent Coleman's not, like, in my opinion, a bad player. I, I like Brent. I thought that was really mean. And... I'm saying the state of Minnesota. Like, that's the best that we can produce defensively. Well, defensively. Because literally, there has never been a better defender from Minnesota than either Eric Miller or Brent Coleman. Okay, well, I mean, that's kind of like saying on overall football player. I mean, with Paul Atale, so probably is moving up to Real Real B this year. So uh, I, I was saying defenders. Yeah, yeah, defenders yeah. only. Like Minnesota has never produced good defenders. I mean, that's like saying like Bos- in- Bosnia has never produced a better striker than Edin Dzeko. I mean, you might be right, but Dzeko's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I. Anyway, we can move right past that one. People can take it up with you on Twitter if they want. How about this? More importantly, the reason that I said that was, why the fuck are you leaving Brent Coleman alone against Alfonso Davies and Kai Kamara? Yeah, precisely. uh, Your messiah and mine, Ibsen... The, I, the I don't wa- put words in my mouth. What are you doing here? <laughs> the, the the god who walks among us, providing a backheel pass to nobody, but then later getting a goal. So everything's fine, right? Ibsen's great, and we Speaking love him. Speaking of the Messiah, you don't want to know what I yelled at the television when I saw that backheel. Right. The Minnesota getting pulled apart. I mean, I don't know how much more, how many more ways we can say this. It, it, it was we were fully fully dominated until in the seventieth minute. Heath finally makes his first change, bringing on Mario Ibarra on, who wasn't a difference maker in the game. Yeah, he had a solid game. Too little, too late. Yeah. I thought his decision-making was solid, if if not quite good. Matt Doyle and Alex Schieferdeck are rightfully taking issue with some of Minnesota United's tactics in this game, which you can go and, again, check out later if you want to. We don't need to go into that in much detail. Uh, but we also need to address one other topic before moving off Minnesota United, which is that, uh, according to Jeff Ruder, Christian Ramirez is on the selling block for Minnesota United. The office is front office is listening to offers for him. How does that make you feel, and how does that affect how you feel about your mother? I, I still love my mom. Always will. Okay. Um, but this this team is not my mom, so... Yeah, I mean, it it's ridiculous. There's no one who's a proven striker on the team besides Christian Ramirez. Delaney can't stay healthy. Mason Toy needs minutes in the USL badly, and uh, Rodriguez is an unknown quantity. We can't put all of our eggs in one basket that we don't even know how big the basket is, or what color it is, or how many goals it'll store in MLS. I don't know. The Bastion metaphor ran out real quick there. Uh, Let's get back to the, <laughs> yeah. the to the therapy session metaphor. Colin, please take your place on the couch. 
Um, this destroys my mood so heavily that it does in fact impact my relationship with my mother, um, (laughs) because it, it causes such, it, it causes such terrible irritability that I get into fights with her. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in counseling for it. It's okay. But I, 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 I must say this though. I'm at the point where I almost want Christian Ramirez to get traded to a contending team. Just so he can make them so much better, so he can get another 15 goals to close out the season. And hopefully, he will actually be the one that dies for our sins. Uh, not literally, of course. <laughs> That'd be horrifying and terrible. I think the only good argument I've heard is that if Rodriguez is a success, we'll have two very highly paid strikers up top, and, or at least forwards, I should say, and maybe a third extremely highly paid forward might not be such a good idea i would disagree with that analysis given our injury problems in the past but hey you do you minister united front office don't Car- do you don't do you minister stop front doing office. you <laughs> carter manley <laughs> go do yourself before Wait, you do uh, that uh, uh, oh, you, you have more to say so little time anyway carter manley's been loaned out to las vegas lights where He's probably gonna have an emoji on his jersey and play with llamas. So. You know, I, I I see. I picture this as him like seriously in, in like a suit with the Minnesota United logo, like in ja- you know the jackets that yeah. they all wear, getting onto the plane in a really like you know serious way, you know ordering his drink, drinking it quietly, walking off the plane, taking a quiet taxi over to the Las Vegas Lights office, and then the door opens and then smoke comes out. There are <laughs> llamas. People are throwing things. Sandstorm is playing. <laughs> yeah. Soccer ball gets kicked in his face. Like you know just. That that's the scene that I'm picturing. Basically, <laughs> there's a naked person in the room. He walks into a frat party from a National Lampoon movie. <laughs> Basically, someone smashes his guitar. <laughs> um, I'm just really not looking forward to all the secondhand smoke he's gonna get from Chelly's though. <laughs> <laughs> this does this might imply though that Jerry hopefully is getting better. Let's hope so. I hope. I want on back. Um, and then Darwin Quintero was a late addition to the MLS All Star Game roster after David Villa was forced to remove himself from the from the All-Star Game roster. Yay, another midweek game and a busy summer for our best player. Yep, exactly. All right, with that, let's move on to a segment that we call The Top Step. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. In The Top Step, we cover the latest news from America's Division One leagues, Major League Soccer, and the NWSL. This is All-Star Week for the MLS, and so we're going to have All-Star Week here. Jeff Reuter's back. Every- no, he's not. No, he's not. I was kidding. Are, are we not Some All-Stars? Hey, now. You're question. an All-Star. <laughs> Get your game on. We can't afford Go. that. We can't afford <laughs> that. Shut it up. We can't afford that. <laughs> That's, that's you, know, you know that we get six seconds, but like one second of that, it just completely. There go our downloads. There I, go all of our listeners. Speaking of horrible, Good job, Notch. horrible songs, Good I, job. I really hope that there's a disgruntled employee at the Atlanta United front office who decides to play the We Are United, You Better Watch Your Mouth uh, video on every single screen in Mercedes Benz. And like that stadium is covered in screens. And I just want every single one, even the one that rotates under the butthole, to be like playing that video. <laughs> I'm sorry, rotation on the buttholes. Not something probably here today. <laughs> um, also, a uh, headline about this game that came in the Atlanta Journal Constitution was uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium wows Juventus. And I was just thinking that they said, wow, it that really looked like a bajaya the buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of, and then things they try to I... jump through it and punch through it and did a mushroom. What? Are, what is this action you're doing? We we should talk about Ibra and uh, and uh, Via oh, well, well, briefly. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Let's go for it. Both of them are not going to be in the All-Star game. Ibra because he's Ibra, he's Latan, and he does decided he didn't want to play. Via because he's injured. Now, both of these guys are going to be forced to mix and miss the next game because back in 2013-2014, a lot of players were refusing to play the All-Star game, so the league instituted a rule, uh, this, this rule that if you miss the All-Star game, you got to miss the next game as well to kind of put in a, a detrimental thing. Now, I've already hashed it out with Colin about on Twitter about whether this is a good idea. You can check out our tweets on the topic if you truly care about that serious stuff. But it's kind of, I feel just sad for David Villa, who's missed like six games with an injury. And he's like, guys, I'm, you know, I'm hurt. You know, again, like if you're, if you're picturing it, he's just walking into Garber's office in the crutches and Garber's just like smacking away one of the crutches <laughs> with his hand. Get out of here. I don't care if you got to go out there in the bandage. You got to play. You want to be a star, David Villa. I can kill you. That just took a soccer thing's turn, and I I don't like it. I, I don't like you getting on my turf notch. I'm just seeing I'm just seeing Don Get Garber basically lawn. being Walt Disney in the 40s. Like, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, anyway, Houston played Philadelphia in the first midweek game this past week, and Philadelphia getting three one win. Um. Big talking point from this one was Thomas Martinez getting sent off. He stomped on somebody's ankle accidentally. Yeah, I mean, he was looking... He, he was in attack, first of all. He's in the other team's box. He's watching the cross coming in and walks into a Philadelphia player, uh, Austin Trusty, and yeah. treads on his foot. Kind of harsh. Yeah. Yeah, kind of harsh. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he was trying to kick for the ball and the reason that he cleared into his ankle was because Trusty had had a miraculous clearance away. Yeah, it, it, it sucks for him. Big week for goalkeeper Nutmegs as Joe Willis got a brutal one in a one-on-one with Corey Burke at heart to watch. Yeah, that was he awful. One uh, note on the Martinez red card, it was rescinded by the lead, so he got to play in the next game. And note the fact that it had to go to VAR in the first place. Yeah. 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 From Russia with VAR. DC United played New York Red Bulls at Audi Field. And this game notable for its one goal that came extraordinarily early and then... Second minute. Yeah, nothing happened. Anyway, what did happen with that one goal, though? Bradley Wright Phillips with his 100th goal in MLS removes his jersey showing that he was wearing a Bradley Wright Phillips 100 jersey underneath. It stunt like his daddy. It extraordinarily irritated me to see that he took off an away jersey to reveal he was wearing the home jersey underneath. Yeah, that part, like... Come on! Don't they have a stylist at the Red Bulls? I mean, it's fine... Maybe. Get out! Okay. Get out! Leave. I don't leave my sight. Don't no, ever fair. come back. No, that's really Although fair. I, that's fair. I do have to ask though: Is white in the um, color scheme for their away kit? Because if not, that actually should have been a jersey violation as well as the taking off ah. his shirt. Yeah. Well, easy. No fun, police. Yeah. There you go, man. Come on. What the hell? 
But yeah, go go watch the video if you haven't already. Kind of cool. Love it. San Jose playing Seattle in the... Um, well, actually, Seattle's doing pretty well. I was going to say the Losers Derby of the Western Conference, but then we'd be in that game. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We've already lost both of those, Notch. <laughs> okay. Uh, the joke becomes a lot less funny when you think about Jerome Tiazone stepping on somebody's foot in the box. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, okay. So see, Seattle um, getting an, a new star, Rafael Ruiz, who decided to score on his debut and his birthday. Then, of course, he found $10 on the pavement. Oh, how lucky of him. Yeah. Good for him, man. Yeah. Then he got a promotion at work. Oh, wow. Real Good for him. Just a yeah. Wait a minute. Hey, he how, was, would he, how would he get promoted? He's already a DP. I, I don't know. It happened, man. And then his flight, he got an upgrade to first class. Oh, man. Okay, what? that definitely wouldn't happen in MLS. <laughs> 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 he saw through my cunning plan. The, 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 the entertaining bit of this game came very late as um, San Jose had their keeper up uh, to into the uh, opposition box for a corner. And the ball moved to Clint Dempsey around the halfway line. And, of course, the keeper wasn't back in the, the net yet. Dempsey trying to score from long range on an open net. The ball goes across the pitch in this kind of arcing motion. And it's about to go Dempsey's in. Dempsey's going to score. Dempsey's going to score. Hits the bar. And he does it. it was, and he it does it. It's a good thing the Univision guys weren't, weren't telling that because you would have just, you never would have been able to come. <laughs> oh, oh, damn it. Edging porn. Damn it. We've oh, covered this. God. Edging porn. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a what, real far callback. Yeah, 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 yeah. Orlando playing New York City FC and the game going to New York 2-0. Q Caleb. <laughs> Suck it, Orlando. Orlando playing Earl hey, Edwards you. Jr. in goal for Bendik. And I think ah. we should call Earl Edwards Jr. Ege. Are you down with that? Ege. Sure. E.G. I'm... Yeah. Colin? Sounds like edgy. There we go. No, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, Maxi Morales, I had never noticed this until now, but he looks kind of like Mini, Mini Villa, you know? Which is kind of hard given that David Villa is pretty short. Well, what happened right. is Villa had some really hard pain and it's in his stomach and then it's like the trainer like opened them up. <laughs> Pulled two parts from him, and then Maxi Morales popped out, and then put him back to back together, which is why he's on the injured list because that, that hurts. You got That's a lot of recovery time for being pulled apart like that. Yeah, like so many stitches. Yeah, so uh, Maxi Morales also gets a goal for New York. Uh, Orlando hitting the woodwork several times uh, after New York get their second goal, and then finally some commotion at the end of this game. Yeah, uh, Shane O'Neill did sent off for doing. For planting a studs into the shin of uh, Jesus Medina, which is not allowed, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, you thought his name was O'Shea. <laughs> I got confused with John O'Shea of, I think, Sunderland? Used to be a Manchester United player. I remember those yeah. days. Yeah. LAFC playing LA Galaxy. Game ending 2-2. This derby called the El Lack of Classico. The El Trashico, more yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Thanks to some fan incidents before this game. The L, those fans aren't very nice to tell. It's a, yeah. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Yeah, it's, yeah it that, I think really you parse, should submit that to, cool. to David Martin as a TIFO idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, before this game, LAFC fans deciding to uh, show us just how tough they are by destroying styrofoam coolers being carried by LA Galaxy fans to their tailgate. Uh, I and don't, then running away. Yeah, I mean... This failed on every level. First of all, let's t talk about the obvious thing, which is that 
hooliganism be, in the yeah. U.S. is a dumb thing. Yeah, don't be a dick. If you're trying to be a hooligan, destroying a styrofoam cooler, not that great. Also, by the way, I, I just also have to take offense to the fact that they were wearing shirts that said FCK Carson. Uh, no self-respecting hooligan would wear anything quite so lame. So, uh, you know, just uh, everything was wrong with this. Yeah, everything at the time I... When I saw the video, I just thought of that picture of uh, Joe Bluth and the other magicians with the sign, we demand to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, we're not going to, because you're dumb shits. Seriously. LAFC fans are the magician's guild from Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah. Carlos Villa getting the early header. What are they going to do when they don't have Carlos Vea and they don't have a four-letter last name with L.A. in it? Because they had that, like, little Vela banner with the L.A. from the LAFC logo. What are they going to do when he leaves? He's never going to leave. He is stuck there forever. There's a painting in the cellar of the Bank of California Stadium that ages instead of Carlos Vela. That, that would make sense, actually. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, Mark Anthony K is likely out the rest of the year. Wow. Yeah, broken ankle and pretty horrendous looking, just seeing him try and walk off the field. Um, the only positive that came out of that was that Lee Wynn scored on the ensuing free kick. Yeah, first goal for LAFC for, I believe, Lee will get traded to Minnesota and then have my hopes dashed. Then he goes to the team that really doesn't need him and then he scores. It's a really long nickname, but it is his nickname, I, I hear. So, um, okay. Uh, well, of course, LAFC going 2-0 up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Nacho, are you okay? Come on, you're gonna, I'm doing choking noises. I, I, I know. You yeah. guys would have just let it happen. Oh, None of you are going to come it. and help me or anything. Is that how much I mean to you? Well, you're still talking, so you're fine. Yeah, down You know, there. there are those videos where, like, the owner of a dog, like, falls over and the dog tries to, like, resuscitate them. And then, you know, we're I all mean, there is, good. You know, you yeah. guys failed that test. I have a camera right there recording all of this. And it's not going on Reddit. And we're not going to the front page. I hope you're happy with yourselves. Well, anyway. That camera is going to show you holding your own hands to your <laughs> neck. And us being like... No, no. I, I'm very hey, it could be a Harry Potter situation. I might have had my hand replaced with a silver hand. How do you know? I might have helped the Dark Lord resuscitate himself. See what you did there. Yeah. It's also Harry Potter's birthday today. No. He's 38. Yeah, he's really old. God. Yeah. Makes yeah. me feel ancient. Anyway, speaking of magical wizards, Ibrahimovic leading his team to equalize against LAFC and getting the draw in this game and then later getting a hat-trick later in the week, which we'll talk about. Yeah, um, nice little assist to Roman Alessandrini. Um, possibly the second worst back pass of the week goes to Andre Horta on his LAFC debut. Um, going, designated player. Yeah, Andre designated Horta. player, no less. Um, going straight in to... Uh, Ola Kamara's run. Just, just what in the fuck Kyle are you Miller doing? Drive. Yeah, I mean, he just teed it up for him. It's like when someone like puts a nice little gofty in the ground for you and then sets the ball up just perfectly and you take a nice drive. That's how Ola Kamara that's felt. That's never happened to me. I'm very terrible at golf. Me too, but you know. Yeah. That's why if someone else has to play City, it's way better than when I do it myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anyway, moving on. Montreal playing Atlanta. I know how I'd miss these. Bowling shirt wearing gomers that are Montreal's commentators. They were, well, they, were yeah. they were in the box for this game, yeah. which ended 
2-1 to Atlanta. By the way, though, at least we don't need to hear them say Jimmy Briand. Because <laughs> <laughs> according to a club statement, French striker Jimmy Briand will not join the Montreal Impact as it was originally planned. Briand did not want to sign the MLS contract according to the terms negotiated and accepted by himself and his agent. Important additional requests by the Briand side at the last minute made the signing fall through. No, that is not a report from somebody that covers Montreal. That was literally the Impact's statement about this affair. This is the PR statement equivalent of taking a middle finger and then holding it up to the other person's face and then wiping it literally in their face, moving sweat around their face with your middle finger. That is that is what Montreal did to Jimmy Brand here. And uh, one of you wrote in the notes, Evan Bush deserves to be on a much better team. Hashtag free Bush. I wrote it in the notes, but Colin said it. We're watching the highlights. I did not say hashtag free Bush. That was my little addition there. Yeah. There you go. Nice. Very nice. Even with some good Bush play, though, Atlanta did score first. And then uh, Mr. Martinez. Yeah, scores a header um, for the first goal. And then his second goal is just a garbage goal. Just... Not that it was like poor in quality, but he was right there. The ball fell to him and he tapped it in. Garbage team, garbage fans, garbage stadium, garbage player. Atlanta United. <laughs> I don't think that they're going to take that on as their uh, slogan. That seems a little... Yeah. 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 But uh, Piatti hasn't had a great goal in this game, so that's a consolation, I guess. For... Piatti. Sorry. Piatti. We should sign Piatti. Uh, <laughs> Someone should want... sign Piatti. He does want to leave Montreal, so... <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why ever would he want to do that? that? Red Bulls play Columbus in the first goal of the weekend and uh, first game of the weekend, that is. And Columbus getting this game three to two away from home. Yeah, um, 3-0 to the crew at the end of the first half, no less. Um, BWP, excellent, excellent 101st goal. Oh, wait, uh, he actually dummied it to uh, Jonathan Menza, who had scored the first one for the crew. Ends up scoring the first one for the Red Bulls as well. Uh, Danny Royer gets a make weight and then just skies it late. Just you, you, so brutally bad shot. That was like the first line of a poem. Royer gets make weight, then skies it late. You know, you could you could start a little ditty right there. No? Yeah, no, do not it, Colin. Good. Start yeah. that ditty. All right. You're Irish. You can become a writer. Okay. I certainly drink enough to be an Irish writer. <laughs> it's a very... Just a low bar to clear. <laughs> Speaking of low bars to clear, Toronto beat Chicago again. Uh, they've now beaten them twice in the span of a week. Uh, this game ending 3-0 in Toronto to Toronto. Josie's back. Goldie always scores. <laughs> I just enjoyed the part where we were watching this goal go in. And then one of you said, did he just take his shoe off? That was also me. And answer it. <laughs> and he did. Literally, that was his Who celebration. Who was phone, though? <laughs> Yo, why, why was someone ring, calling ring, Josie ring, out ring, 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 ring. Was it a block Adidas call before phone. we went to a meeting with Russians? Yeah, it's like... It's like Guys, did I... <laughs> no. for the love of God, stop doing my soccer things bit when I don't have something to do for it. Just feed these to me so I can do them at the end. I just like to think he's got so much fungus on his foot that it just <laughs> calls him up. Uh... 
Well, you know, Toronto gets two more goals. And uh, weirdly enough, though, Richard Sanchez having a decent game. He wasn't caught off his line for any of the goals, at least. There you go. Good for him. He's having the time of his life. DC playing Colorado. Game ending 2-1 to to DC. And uh, Wayne Rooney getting his uh, getting his goal. Waza. Waza. And his first broken nose. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Holy crap. So I think as much as we focus on his broken face at the end, we really need to talk about the fact that he nutmegged Tim Howard for that first goal. It was goal. beautiful. It was... Uh, I had I had flashbacks to that. kiss for the nutmeg. I mean, it'll happen like in... That was like five fresh, years from now in an Everton versus Manchester United, the charity game. So yeah, why fresh <laughs> graded. It was beautiful. I had flashbacks to that 2010 World Cup ad where Rooney is like down and out and then they show Howard happy about that after reading about it in the newspaper so kind of I, f- I feel like Wayne was taken taking revenge then he gets smashed into by two Colorado defenders who are in the process of smashing into each other breaks his nose had to had a broken eye socket and required I believe six stitches on his nose ouch welcome to MLS right uh also, hard to believe Wayne Rooney's face had not been smashed up before, based on how he... <laughs> hard to believe that after a broken nose and eye socket, he somehow looked better afterwards. Keller Costa with definitely the goal of the week with a beautiful chip um, in his first game for uh, Colorado to watch that. Yeah. Ball That's goes a- over the keeper, goes over... It's it's placed so perfectly that it goes over the head of a defender who's Steve Birnbaum, who's making his highest jump on the goal line. So it was placed to perfection. It was beautiful. Yeah. We, did we talk about the fact that Kellen Acosta got traded? Yeah, we mentioned it. Last week? Yep. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, uh, um, he, debut goal. Yeah. Big question, though. Does Kellen Acosta make Colorado good? No. So, wait, wait, wait. It's our weekly question. Guys, are Colorado good? No. Okay. All right. Whew. Got scared there for a second. All right. With that, let's take a break. We shall return with part two of our show. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Let's get back to the top step. Away we goo. Oh. I enjoyed that way more than I should. The SKC commentator at the start of this game. No, no, no. no. ESPN's Adrian Healy. Okay, ESPN's Adrian Healy (laughs) starting the game with Here We Goo before correcting That was that was a lot of fun. That was uh, I would expect that from the Univision commentators, but for other reasons. What a <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a fantastic game for FC Dallas's Barrios, who got a hat trick in this match with his first three goals of the year. Um, <laughs> chips Tim Melia after he muscles out Icapara, then turns Tim Melia into the state of Connecticut for the second. And then finishes his hat trick in traffic. Okay, you got to explain that reference. Yeah. The nutmeg please. state. Oh, I like it. Did you look that up at the break? No, it, it, it's common knowledge that Connecticut's the nutmeg state. I mean, I know all the live like, free and die. I know. Wait, I forget. Is that's it or- New Hampshire, man. Is it oranges and pe- or peaches in Georgia? I forget which uh, one. Peaches. peaches. Yeah. Yeah. Orange. I mean, I just fucked up the color. That's Orange right. is uh, Florida. Right. Right. right? Sunshine State, I think. What's, what's I, I thought it was the meth state in Florida. What's no, Wisconsin's like official tagline? Because it's not like cheese state officially. 
Dairyland? Yeah, America's Dairyland. America's Dairyland. That's really lame. No, yeah, I know. What would you you name it? Um, Wisconsin. Milwaukee is pretty damn racist. (laughs) Underage binge drinking everywhere. Yeah. Wisconsin, there's a reason our roads aren't great. And it's really good, we promise. It's not. Yeah. The reason is Scott Walker. No, no, no. The reason that Wisconsin's roads aren't as good as some of the other states, and this was pre-Scott Walker, by the way, because I moved to Wisconsin pre-Scott Walker, is because Wisconsin was the final state to accept 21 as the drinking age. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because they held held out as long as possible and and then proceeded to not get highway funding. I'm not surprised at all, (laughs) honestly. So anyway, I think we should get back to this game (laughs) where we had just talked about how Barrios got his hat trick. Gerso dribbles, curls in the far post, and then does a cricket bat celebration, which I thought was a golf celebration. No, golf, it would be, like, his plane was totally fucked up if it was golf. Yeah, but where did Gerso know about cricket, dude? I don't know. It sounds unlikely is all I'm saying, okay? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm betting you that Gerson Fernandez is a... There's more of a chance that he's a bad golfer than a good cricketer, okay? I, I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, his form was okay for cricket. Okay. Uh, let's not let's not talk about San Jose versus Real Salt Lake. We, ending nil nil. we just don't... Yeah, let's just gloss over that. Portland playing Houston in Portland. The game ending... 2-1, Fernando Adi getting a goal in his final game as a Timber. Apparently it came right as Timber's army finished up You Are My Sunshine. And it was the sun setting on his time with the Timbers. Did he get the log from Timber Joey and just fly off into the sunset with his with uh, with Sandy from Greece? I mean, if, if he was flying with the log, like, that would be his carry-on. That would be yeah. woefully inefficient. He would have to check a bag. Can I talk... That's like 50 bucks, man. Can I talk about something sad for a second? Sure. I mean... Okay. Just for a second. Yeah. Like, actually. Okay. Um, I don't think on, on the podcast ever, in the 159 episodes so far, we ever mentioned why the Timbers sing You Are My Sunshine in the 80th minute of every single game. Timber Jim, Timber Joey's predecessor as the Timbers mascot had a daughter who unfortunately passed away. And I don't know the circumstances of that. You can probably find the articles online. There are extensive histories about this song. But the Timbers Army sings that in tribute to her at every game. And I I, I feel like, you know, so much of soccer is like either corny or, or, you know, the tributes are kind of hackneyed or or this is, I, I feel like it's just one of the most genuinely beautiful things in soccer anywhere around the world. And I, I just love it. Yeah, um, it, it's, it it's very meaningful. Is, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, if you watch the Copa 90 Timbers Army um, uh, documentary, Timber Jim actually talks about it and he breaks into tears while he's while he's talking about it. Anyway, let's let's move on. Uh, Fernando Adi is moving to FC Cincinnati in a trade that involves $850,000 of allocation money. That they don't fucking have yet. Because they're not an MLS team. So let's get this. Let's let's lay this out. A USL team has brought in arguably the best player in USL because he wants to play for them when they go to MLS. And in return for this guy, they have traded assets that they do not currently have and strictly and, speaking may never have. Yeah. And that won't exist in USL ever. Right. So... Basically, they got him for free for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, what, what if... The timbers eventually. Which, what, by the way, is the exact same way that they're getting Fatai Lache from San Jose as well. Yeah. What, what, what happens if the FC Cincinnati team just entirely folds at the end of this year and we find out that they've been massively in debt this whole time? Like, did anyone do their due diligence about all of this or whatever? Anyway, I'm taking this too far. But the point is, this was, I, you know, I think Fat 7 Deuce, Mike Bell-Nittleton on Twitter had a good take on this, which is if you're an FC Cincinnati fan, you have every right to be happy about this. If you're a fan of any other USL team, you have every right to be a little miffed that this kind of thing had to happen. And you should hope that the league decides to to regulate, like Warren G, uh, regulate transfers like this in the future. Okay, Seattle playing New York City FC. Seattle scoring three goals to New York City's only one. And Seattle now has three wins. Is it a comeback, guys? Um, Considering that they play against Minnesota United next week? Yeah, probably. More than likely. Yeah. I think four is when it actually turns into a comeback, which is why we lost against Vancouver. Swenson getting a candidate for goal of the week with uh, Seattle's second goal. Low, wide. I think so. one of you called it a bullet into the net. Yeah, it, it was just a thunder bastard of a shot, except for the fact that it was in the low 90 instead of the upper 90. Yeah, unstoppable. Yeah, it was fantastic. LA Galaxy going to Carson, where <laughs> they played Orlando, and the game ended 4-3. Here's how bad Orlando is. Giovanni Dos Santos scored on them and got an assist. Yeah. Yeah. Gio's real bad, you guys. Yeah. Jeez. Like, you know how Vela has that, like, painting that's in, in the top of the stadium? There's a painting uh, getting younger. Like, Gio's, like, <laughs> aging instead of the painting. Like, that's what's happening, okay? Like, that's how bad he is. So, um, Zlatan, though, rescuing the Galaxy in this game, who were still struggling to get past Orlando, Zlatan deciding, eh, it's time for a hat trick. And getting one. Yep. His first MLS hat trick. Yeah, and uh, also getting the winner late in the game. Just want to yes, point indeed. out that Tintero had a hat trick in MLS before Zlatan did. Therefore, Tintero is better than Zlatan. That's yeah. Okay. Sure. Not okay. okay. Cool. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, that's cool uh, story, bro. <laughs> cool story. Do we have any predictions for the All Star game? Um, Juventus it versus Rando MLS Lewis and terrible. Okay, you're not going to watch it. No, I take it. not. You're not going to buy the jersey. What jersey? The t-shirt they put some <laughs> little bit of red on? And the jock tag that celebrates Atlanta, don't forget. Ugh. <laughs> Is it a hot take to say that watching the MLS All-Stars play together is fun? No. No. Uh, you need to explain why, though. Why you think it's fun. Because the concept of these guys playing on the same team is enjoyable to me as a fan. Like, I like the idea of Joseph Martinez, Diego Valeri, and Darwin Quintero all being in the same attack. Like, that just objectively is fun. Yeah, I buy that. I, I agree. I've been talking about on Twitter to how I would also like to see a MLS not All-Stars game. So you get all the, like, per- perennial bench warmers to play against some team from, like, Azerbaijan or something. And then someone promptly responded to, to that tweet saying, so you want Minnesota United to play them? Uh, harsh, oh, sir. That's, that's, you have hurt that's me. harsh. You have hurt me very deeply. And uh, then someone else responded, Saprisa? And I was like, I don't know if you meant to, like, dunk on that friendly that we had with them as that game that I was describing, but uh, you just did. Yeah. Uh, someone else also suggested failed DPs. I believe that was David Martin. Yeah. 
Like, the fact that you didn't mention Urim of Sissian, that kind of upset me. I mean, I could have mentioned all sorts of LDPs. I decided to go with Julian de Guzman, de Nielsen. Um, Rise and Boli. Just put them all on a team. Get Vadim Demidov back and then have <laughs> oh, them yeah. play. Like, have the MLS All-Stars play against the worst signings of the past two years. Yeah. Very legitimate idea, though. Um, somebody wrote this up in The Athletic, that they need to bring back the meaningless MLS skills challenge because that shit was fun as hell. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. This might be a hot take, but all all-star games are boring. And the only thing that are fun about this whole entire break are the still challenges. Yeah, the except problem... Exception to the rule is the NBA all-star game. It's the only fun NBA game. Here's, right? here's the problem. The, playoffs. the all-star game has two goals. Number one, it appeals to MLS who wants to have a big party for their... Corporate people, those people aren't going to care about anything. So we don't, they, there's, they could literally just have a party in the parking lot. And actually, they probably care about it, having luxury boxes there in that parking lot. But as long as there are luxury boxes, the big wigs don't care. So forget about that goal. But the other goal of the MLS All-Star Game is to get those Euro snobs who sneer at MLS to watch because there's some big name team like Juventus coming, which is why the All-Star Game has higher ratings than the MLS Cup final which is absurd. So the problem with the skills challenge is those same sneering Euro snobs will sneer at it and call it... It kind of runs counter to why MLS has the All-Star Game. I'm not saying it's a good reason. I'm just saying that it would kind of kill that reason. Yeah. Counterpoint, fuck the Euro snobs. Agreed. Let's have some fun. (laughs) Agreed. Let's go East versus West as well. Get more MLS players playing together. Let's also have it somewhere that doesn't have other games on either end of it. Like, let's take a two-week break or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally down. Please, please. Tata Martino agrees with me. Let's now talk about the NW. Okay, let's not talk about the NWSL because there weren't any games. Chicago versus Sky Blues was postponed after Sky Blues were unable to make up a canceled flight in time to Which make Which airlines the game. was this? Um... I don't know. Let's let's come up with an airline that would just totally not exist. Let's call it Delta. Okay, that was a John Mulaney <laughs> reference. Uh, I was We're gonna welcome. say I was gonna say it should have been Jet Blue because that would be ironic. Also ironic the fact that a team called Sky Blues had flight trouble. <laughs> okay, uh, moving along. Let's talk about the women's ICC briefly, where New- North Carolina Courage has proved themselves the best women's club team in the entire universe by winning two one over PSG and then one nil over Leo. Dude, this wasn't the like universe champions cup this was the international one what there's a team on mars colin there might be yeah they did discover water there recently yeah Yeah. there's a frozen lake and a soccer pitch so i mean yeah yeah. (laughs) there's a chance yeah uh t1 win over psg feminine uh jess mcdonald and darian jenkins right after she got subbed in um, and then a 1-0 win against Lyon. A very early winner for Heather O'Reilly, who got her first goal since joining the Courage. Uh, but Yuri Kawamura left the game with a non-contact knee injury that, according to everyone involved, does not look good. Oops. Let's now move into a segment we call Get Low. Let's get low and get to our wrap-up of U.S. Lower League Soccer. First up, the Canadian Championship, where Toronto will meet Vancouver uh, after they defeated Ottawa and Montreal, respectively. Um, no explosions or fire in this leg. So yes. that's good. The inebriati were blissfully briated. 
They were breated. Yeah. They were not inebriated. See what I did there. Do I need to explain? They were no, sober no, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Would it be breated? Alcohol was not consumed. Would it be breated or ebriated? Ebriated. It would be ebriated. Yeah, right. I think it would be ebriated. Oh, there we go. Glad we cleared that up. Yep. USL News. Um, Real Monarchs 4-1 win over Phoenix Rising. Uh, 1v2 matchup in the West. Um, saw Seba Velasquez open up the score in the first half. Rising went down to 10 men for the last half hour. Own goals on each side. Kind of a chaotic game, but uh, Real Monarchs clearly showing who is the class in the West. Um, Reno against St. Louis had possibly the worst moment of the yeah. USL this the, week. The month, score doesn't matter. Year. Um, I mean, it, it does. Um, St. Louis won 2-1. Uh, first loss for Reno in 15 yeah, matches. Yeah. Um, Two guys acted as though they headbutted each other, didn't, and then both jumped and flopped at the exact same time. It looked like they were staring at each other in the mirror and then did it. I mean, those improv classes are working really well for both of those players, though. So Yeah. Like, Always say yes. I, I would think that they were teammates, but no. That's that's how good their chemistry was. Um 2-2 draw between Tampa and Red Bulls 2. Um, best part of this, though, um, after a red card, Neil Collins gets himself sent off, then has a pecky-like rant that led to Tampa Bay doing yet another Zapruder film red card montage. Go watch it if you have not seen oh, it yet. Oh, Bill Edwards, we love you so much. And uh, let's all move into talking about some quick NPSL news. First up, there is a consortium or owner or somebody rich from Utah who wants to move a USL D3 team to Chattanooga. Uh, This team will not be Chattanooga FC, who has strong local support over there. Two of their executives have, however, quit and are likely to join this new insurgent team. Uh, In my opinion, some of the worst of the United States Soccer Federation's apathy about, um, about existing clubs is manifested in stories like this, where a club with local support is now threatened by a richer person from out of state coming in and putting in a competitor in town. And never mind the fact that uh, one of those execs, Sean McDaniel, uh, was also the NPSL treasurer. So it kind of does a little number on their corporate structure. Um, Speaking of NPSL, semifinal action, uh, the Miami FC to 3-0 win over Duluth FC. Um, The pros pretty easily outclassed the Blue Greens, but Jan Hoffelner fantastic in this game 10 saves definitely showed why he made the npsl best 11 this year um there was a uh sighting of the one true captain in this game as well that's right he's still playing for them that's i mean i guess it's better for him to be playing than you know becoming the barber slash bartender he's always meant to be with his tattoos and beard but um if Johnny Steele doesn't own a distillery with that serves craft cocktails in the next five years, he's failing at life. Also, he needs one of those shirt cuffs on a on a baggy white button down. You know the ones that they have, like accountants used to wear. Yeah, 
Yep. Um, FC Motown wins the battle of the awesome names against FC Mulhouse Portland. FC Mulhouse? What? No. Well, if they didn't start coming up Mulhouse because they lost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 2-1 in extra time stoppage. David Nigro got subbed in with like four minutes before that just to play in PKs. And he ends up getting the winner. Let's now move into a segment that we call... This is the Let's get national and discuss the latest from the U.S. national teams this week. The U.S. women's national team in the Tournament of Nations. 4-2 win over Japan. Alex Morgan, hat-trick party. Sick Rapino run. Push the U.S. past the Japanese. A big note for this one. A sellout crowd at Sporting Park. It's almost as if Kansas City would be a really great market for women's soccer. <laughs> oh, boy. Women's national team playing Australia as well in their second game. This game ending 1-1. Very late on, Lindsay Horan saved the U.S. Um, just as it was coming into stoppage time uh, with an equalizer off of a set piece. It was one of those dominant games where all that the U.S. could do was not score. T.O.N. standings, the U.S. and Australia are on four points. The U.S. leads on goal difference. Brazil... With three points, and the U.S. plays Brazil on Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. Let's now move into a segment that we call The Transfer. Get your transfer tickets because we're switching lines in the segment where we cover soccer transfers the world over. Before we get to the transfer, I have a question for you guys. Have either of you ever used a public transfer ticket? Yeah. On the public transit line? Yeah, yeah, Do people get this reference that I'm making with the segment name? Maybe. They should. Yeah, I, I mean, hope so. Yeah. It's, it's I feel really like simple to just... Yeah. I, I, we don't have I them bus here, lines do all we? Around this, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You okay. get on a bus, you ask for a transfer ticket when you pay your fare and take okay. it. Yeah. yeah. Chicago doesn't have them. You just uh, use the same fare ticket that you get. Oh. Uh, and just I think DC had them yeah. too. Yeah. So anyway. With the green line, it's a little less prevalent. Well, I'm yeah. glad you'll get the reference. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Malcolm didn't go to the middle. He went to Barcelona. Is the middle Roma now? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Are you listening? Whoa. Okay. So Malcolm heading off to Brazil. And it's not even the right song. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My brain just like, had like a short fuse. <laughs> Uh, things move quickly not, with the, not, you know, the, the connections. Yeah. No, um, right so, the middle is a Jimmy, Jimmy World song, so we go to Sweetness. No, Sweetness. What are you... That's probably the right song. So apparently, Ikea trolled Roma. What? So, Roma subsequently announced a Swedish defender, I believe, um, Olsen or something. Um, and then Ikea's Italian account then posted a ikea gram of malcolm in a box oh where it was like are you sure you didn't buy this man that's risky in italy man i, I would now expect some roma ultras to like break into ikea and like burn stuff uh but anyway glad that hasn't happened uh, moving along gerson martins is moving from sporting to atletico on a free transfer yeah, another one of the uh, Lisbon rush out the door. Um, Andre Sherla goes from Dortmund to Fulham on a loan. 
They also got um, Alexander Mitrovich today. Fantastic set of signings for Fulham. We also saw that Thomas Lamar, he of linked to Liverpool forever, joined uh, Atletico Madrid. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Al- Alexander Golovin from CSK Moscow has gone to Monaco for 30 million euro transfer. Fabian Castillo has joined Cholos. Welcome back to North America, Fabian Castillo. Yeah. Hey, let's just talk about ICC in this segment so we don't need a second sound cue when I'm editing later. Uh, only one game we really want to talk about right now. Liverpool beating Manchester United 4-1. I wonder why this is the only game we want to talk about. Because the ICC is a terrible tournament to begin with. <laughs> this game mattered. This game <laughs> mattered. Jaden Shakiri debut, of stores a bicycle kick. Just instant... Uh, it was great. It was fantastic. Fuck Manchester United. Fuck Jose Mourinho and his uh, demeanor towards his, his own players. <laughs> I uh, I was waiting for Jose Mourinho to go off the deep end, and it finally happened. Oh God! Uh, so happy ever. that it did. Basically, while Klopp and Guardiola seem extremely happy to be playing their youth players in this tournament, Jose Mourinho basically looking like the glum angry man that he is and basically telling fans literally telling fans that it was a waste of their money to come watch Manchester United in this tournament which I mean I agree That's, with the man but still yeah yeah kind of mean Manchester man United yeah uh Juan Carlos Osorio is not going to be with the Mexican national team anymore I saw somebody by the way saying Bob Bradley was the best choice for the U.S. in the men's national team speaking of national team managers are you nuts no just no, 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 let no. him succeed for a little while. Come on. Don't don't drag him off back to the U.S. national team. Let's get Osorio. No. 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 Don't want Osorio either. No. I, no. I, I think this is an argument that's going to continue after we're done. So it's quick. It, it will. Yeah, let's, let's move on to the next segment. Uh, one that we call Soccer Things. Where Colin dips into the deep, dark corners of the soccer world to bring you stories you won't and shouldn't believe. So one thing that got pointed out when Michael Boxel got totally burnt by Alfonso Davies uh, during the second half was that he didn't step up to make a tackle because he was already on a yellow card from the first half. That card happened when after he chased him or chased Davies out of bounds, he then promptly just shoved him dead straight into the turf. I was trying to figure out just what in the hell Michael Boxel was thinking in getting what probably could have, should have been a red card for violent conduct because it was just like completely unprompted. He just shoves him dead straight down. I realized something. What was that? Michael Boxel probably isn't getting his full contract paid by Minnesota United. And it's not because he's technically owned by MLS. Michael Boxel's full contract is probably actually being paid by a consortium of Borussia Dortmund, Stuttgart, possibly RB Leipzig. It would make a little more sense. I I don't believe RB Leipzig is definitely in, because otherwise he would be part of their farm team in uh, Harrison. But he's getting paid to be a goon against Alfonso Davies. Because all of those teams realize how good that young man is, and they want to make sure 
that the second that he gets into the Bundesliga, he's going to have a broken face and quite possibly lose all of his confidence ever, ever again. Unfortunately, however, it appears as though the goon squad scouting is not as good as the youth scouting is because, let's face it, would you really be that scared of Michael Boxel aside from the fact that he's super tall? He actually seems like a genuinely nice dude. I think he's a genuinely, genuinely nice dude, but like, I don't think he is so on the pitch against opposing players. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he'll... He's a wall, but you know, if you're gonna go for a true hitman type, you gotta find someone that like legitimately hates everybody else on the field. The the star of the hitman video game series and one poor movie. Sure. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Okay. With that, it's now time to tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter. I'm at Olson seven sixteen. Also, right for fifty five one. I think that's about it. So let's move on to Colin now. Uh, you can find me at the attachment. Uh, you can also find uh, my obituary at E Pluribus Lunum. Yeah, RIP, um, dude. Yeah. I'll miss you. Yeah. Good piece uh, on Alexi Gomez this past week. Go read that. And uh, you can find me at TWO United Fans. You had more to say about this obituary? Did you not read my obituary about myself? No. <laughs> It's too strange. I I died as a result of playing the take shots whenever you say, what the fuck is this Minnesota United player doing drinking game? Ah, okay. All right. Well, I died with a 2.2 blood alcohol content, which is not only 27.5 times the legal limit, but it also is the jersey number of the one true captain, Johnny Steele. Turns out Ibsen is not the one who was resurrected. It was Colin because he's sitting right here. Uh, he is our new messiah. I am a ghost. Okay, all right. You can find my ghostly tweets on at TW United fans. Please tell your friends about this podcast, which they can find on fine podcast providers everywhere. And 55.1, of course. And with that, we shall bid you goodbye and return after another week. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. You feed me.